Our reading this morning is from the book of Luke. It can be found in the Pew Bible on page 23, I'm sorry, 53 of the New Testament. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God <coughs> will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, <coughs> How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her, who was said to be barren for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. We have a poem by John Bell. And did it happen that in a stable long ago, a weary couple, whom no one wanted to know, should choose a manger, despite the danger, to hold and hallow the Lord below. And did it happen that in the stillness of the night, the woman labored to let God see the light, and bathed and dressed him, breastfed and blessed him, the word incarnate, whose time was right. And did it happen that news of the first of this first reached the poor, compelled by angels to tiptoe to the door, and see not trappings, just linen wrappings, a child for certain, and God for sure. And did it happen that all of this was meant to be, that God from distance should choose to be set free, and show uniqueness transformed in weakness, that I might touch him, and he touch me. Thanks, John. Well, greetings, favored one. I've come to tell you that God is about to turn your life upside down. That plan that was once laid out before you no longer applies. The simple life that you thought you might lead is about to explode in such a way that people 2,000 years from now will still be saying your name. 
and we'll have seasonal figurines of you sitting out on the mantles above their fireplaces. Greetings, favored one. Here is your mission should you choose to accept it. You will birth God into this world. You will carry the weight of the incarnation inside of your body. God will be nourished by what nourishes you. God will take up space under your skin until the time comes for you to bear God into the world through sweat and screams and tears until you hold divine love in your arms, a powerless small thing that will need to be fed and clothed and protected. Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. Do not be afraid. But maybe do be aware that people will misunderstand and judge you. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and people will have no idea what that means. They will write songs, movies, and sermons about you. Little children will audition for your part in the play. You will be given many titles by many nations, and artists from everywhere in the world will attempt to capture your likeness in paintings, sculptures, mosaics, and every kind of art that exists, some of which you can't even imagine yet. Greetings, favored one. Jesus, the Son of the Most High, heir to the ancient throne of David, whose kingdom will never end, will be yours to raise. It will not be easy. He will do miraculous things, but first, you will need to teach him how to be a human being. You will sing him lullabies and tell him your people's stories. You will show him what it looks like to be loved and how to build a life on earth. You will be his example for living You will show him how people find joy together, even in places that are occupied by empires. And long after the Roman Empire has fallen, your name and the name of your son will be celebrated around the globe. Greetings, favored one. You who cannot wait for God to scatter the proud, bring down the powerful from their thrones and lift up the lowly. You whose song of praise is that God fills the hungry with good things and sends the rich away empty. People will gossip about your age, and they will question your wisdom. But the tenacious faith of your soul in the face of seemingly unchangeable realities will magnify the Lord for all generations. In you, God is pleased to dwell and keep those ancient promises that you know by heart. Greetings, favored one. You who never could have foreseen life would have such a sacred purpose. You who pondered these strange greetings, perplexed, and yet a willing servant of the mighty one who does great things. You who said, let it be, when God trusted you with a holy task that few would be brave enough to take on. Adonai is with you, and even though it may be hard to believe right now, nothing will be impossible with God. God's favor is not all blessings and butterflies. You know this if you have ever sensed a calling in your life. If you have ever felt like there was something that you needed to do, even if you were afraid to do it. If you have ever held something precious and small and sacred and been asked to somehow nurture it into being. If you have ever felt God moving through your body or your hands or your words. 
If the spirit that you carry inside of you has ever shaken the walls of your heart, saying it is your turn now to incarnate God's love in this world, you know. God sometimes asks hard things of us and doesn't apologize for it. Because living is hard and becomes even more so when we choose to listen to that love inside of us. When we don't smother that holy flame that writhes in our guts, but instead let it burn and transform us into something new. When we let loose the mighty wind that fills our lungs when we have something important to say. When we use our rock bottom as a foundation on which to lift up all the people of God. God's favor doesn't make any guarantees for how we will live or if others will treat us well or even whether we will be successful in the things that we try to do. God's favor has nothing to do with awards, recognition, or wealth on earth. God's favor comes to humble people, to shepherds lying in fields, to young mothers from Nazareth who dream of overthrowing tyrants and protecting their children. God's favor comes with hard questions and with challenging ideals to aspire to, which, to be honest, we aren't always going to reach. However, the call to incarnation is like a tide that cannot be ignored, a kind of magnetic pull that can coax us out of our ruts, that knows when we are discontent and whispers to us, do something about it. When the angel comes to Mary proclaiming God's favor to her, it is not like a Christmas blessing that's meant to soothe and reassure her. It feels more like a heads up and an invitation. A heads up that God was about to do something miraculous and fantastic, something world changing that would bring about both joy and pain, hope and confusion, peace and conflict, love and struggle because everything that is worth anything seems to come with a mixture of those things. It's also an invitation to be a part of it, to have a role which would catapult her through a series of great challenges that might have felt nearly impossible to face, except that she did not have to face them alone. Frederick Buchner wrote that the place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. I like to think that during the moment in time where God spoke to Mary, her deep gladness met with God's desire to answer the deep hunger of our world, and she was not afraid to choose to be a part of it. I think having God's favor is finding purpose and meaning in life like Mary did. It is hearing sacred callings and finding sacred answers. It is responding to the tidings that came to you by letting them become fully enfleshed in you, as she did. I believe that God has called all of us to different things, and that you alone are qualified to, to determine what calling you have received. You alone will hear the angel's voice in your ear, and you alone must choose whether and how to respond to that calling of love that is incarnate inside of you. An open and always evolving invitation that is wherever we are, wherever you are, 
an invitation to live fully and to give life to each other. It's Christmas Eve, and we are all waiting today for Christ to arrive on earth again, to be embodied anew by all of us in whom God's Spirit dwells. So my prayer for you, beloved of God, is that as we celebrate together, you too will feel God's favor. Not as a pat on the back for the things that you have already done, but as a push in the direction that your heart desires to be headed. And I pray that when you do, you will choose, as Mary did, to let your life speak, let your light shine, and nurture the calling that God has given you to carry love into this world and lay it in the nearest manger. I pray that you today will find God within your very being, alive and surrounding you with grace, even while you face things that are difficult and wonderful, painful and joyful, exhausting and life-giving. I pray that you will find meaning and peace and hope in discovering where God is calling you now, where your own deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. Greetings, favored one. I have been sent here to give you a heads up, that you have been chosen to carry Christ in your very being. And it won't be easy. Love seldom ever is, but fear not, for Adonai is with you, and anything is possible, even life, and life abundantly for us all. You, my friends, have been chosen and called, no matter what disqualification just popped into your head when I said that. May you know today that you are loved and known and already enough for the call that you have received. May you choose to embrace God with your life like Mary did, knowing that God has declared you worthy and that you are already enough, already everything that is needed to bring love incarnate into this world today and to foster the growth of something new. Be blessed as you do so this Christmas time and forevermore. Amen.